Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this podcast journey, all things Dominic Dunn, where nothing is linear and everything is connected. One episode was fun, two is better. I wanted to pull one thread from that last episode, which began our Palm Beach Chronicles, the adventure we're taking this month of February, as there is no more exclusive celebration in the whole town than the coconuts. Dominic Dunn just kind of dropped it very slyly, just a little bit of a mention. However, in this double up episode day, you know I want to get into it. So let's go back to that sentence that Dominic Dunn writes. Exclusivity is the name of the game in the real Palm Beach. Being with your own kind and your own kind's house guests, excluding, for the most part, all others. To be asked to join the two clubs that count, two clubs that count, B&T Everglades, to be invited to the Coconuts on New Year's Eve. The most in of the in New Year's Eve parties with its receiving line of 20 men. Want you to remember that subhead, Dunn and Newton go over the bridge to the fantasy island where the women are the generals and the men are just black tied bystanders. This party, the coconuts, is the one time of the year that the men get to be in charge. <laughs> the coconuts and this infamous party did mark a landmark occasion this year, celebrating its 100th anniversary. Put on your fancy gown. Grab your champagne glass. Don't forget your invitation. It's time for the coconuts on New Year's Eve. Let's investigate. Coconuts, New Year's Eve, exclusive, private party, the most exclusive, the highlight of the social season. Again, the men put on this party, not the women. This is the tables have turned a little bit in Palm Beach. I did find one incredible resource here. This is from Avenue Magazine. Christopher Lawrence has done an incredible job in this piece originally published in January 2015 for the print edition, republished online in December of 2021. Christopher Lawrence is trying to get some information, get some access to the coconuts. And this whole piece was just too delicious not to share with you to present a little bit of the inside scoop of the coconuts. Oh, this is delightful. Again, this is from Avenue Magazine, Christopher Lawrence. Inside Palm Beach's most exclusive and secretive New Year's Eve party. Subheader here. More than 90 years on, Palm Beach Coconuts remains the island's island's most coveted New Year's invitation. Everybody wants to go, but absolutely nobody wants to be caught talking about it. (laughs) Oh goodness, this really is just delightful. Well, I'm just very sorry, the man tells me gently. It's our second of two telephone conversations. He's my contact within the organization. The and O here are capitalized, friends. A member in excellent standing. He has been very polite and conscientious and returning to me with answers of a kind within 24 hours. 
My inside man had been willing to explore the idea of speaking publicly for my tribute to the organization's annual festivities, but he cannot. While he has in the past worked helpfully and fruitfully with this magazine, he finds himself quite unable to do so now. I certainly wish you well, and I wish I could help, he says. They have gotten to him, leadership has. It's really, it's just, he says, then gently and a little wearily. Well, it's just a private party. Well, yes and no. Quite a private party indeed. But not exactly just anything. The organization, quote-unquote, is not exactly the menacing conspiracy of my fevered daydreams. The Coconuts, a rolling fraternity of 25 distinguished Palm Beach gentlemen, has been financing and hosting Palm Beach's most discussed, most mythologized, most simultaneously exclusive and inclusive New Year's Eve party since the days of bathtub gin the annual black tie ball that bears their collective name. And please call the party itself just the coconuts so as to sound like an insider is a gathering steeped in tradition and yet one that cannily draws in the city's next social generation. As with the very best blue chip trust funds, the origins have become a bit opaque as the past has receded. No one seems willing or able to say precisely how or even when the coconuts began. In parentheses here, my own carbon dating places the origins at demonstrably north of 91 years ago. It is only reasonable to believe that some version of the gathering began to coalesce in the immediate aftermath of World War I. End parenthesis. The only thing that is entirely for sure is that the world has been spinning pretty wildly in the last nine decades, and in ways that sometimes rattle even the American Riviera. But neither the march of time nor the shocks of human history matter much come New Year's Eve in Palm Beach. The coconuts are still at it, and their ritual gathering is still very much the place to be. Another friend is a genteel lawyer, who's been on the scene in Palm Beach for four decades and a resident for two. He's been respected, trusted, even loved, and all this as an ardent Democrat. But his real arrival in town came a mere ten years ago in the form of an invitation to the party. Quote, You could write some terrifically scandalous pieces about a number of institutions around here, he chuckles. And believe me, I'd love to help you write those stories. But this is really a pretty great tradition, it really is. End quote. The ball has for many years been held at the Flagler Museum, and the location is key. In Palm Beach were the big five private clubs, the Bath and Tennis, the Beach Club, the Everglades, the Palm Beach Country Club, and the Sailfish Club, have overlapping members but are also somewhat balkanized. The Coconuts' guest list draws to varying degrees from across the spectrum. Perhaps not quite a gathering that looks like America, but striking and alluring in a town where the allegiances can, of course, be as confining and oppressive as they are comforting. The Flagler, glorious as a place and significant, 
as the homestead of Palm Beach Society's founding father, provides a fitting neutral backdrop for a gathering of the tribes. There are five major clubs, says my friend the attorney, and if you're in one or more of those and you don't somehow disgrace yourself, then you'll make your way pretty well in this town. But the coconuts is a level above all that. He sketches a lovely image, drinks and a civilized New Year's dinner among friends at someone's home or perhaps, for example, in the magnificent upstairs dining room at the bath and tennis. And then at 10 o'clock, those certain anointed couples, 10 are invited per Coconuts member, depart quietly from around town and begin to converge on the Flagler. There, the big band music and the party's decor, typically some variation of quote-unquote jungle festive, helps create a swirl that's just simply different from anything else on offer, even in this social capital. The invisible common denominator among guests is just an ineffable rightness, a belonging to some extended, long-standing Palm Beach family. Generations of Boardmans and Lauders, Goobelmans and Phippses, Fanjules and LaFrocks, along with their not-nearly-so-famous nor lately-so-flush friends, all circulate through the museum's pavilion and eventually glide on out to a midnight fireworks display over Lake Worth. You're constantly moving among people, all of them actually enjoying themselves, my friend marveled. With no formal dinner and no fixed structure at the coconuts, quote, you're never stuck between a dowager empress and her cousin. It's the least stodgy Palm Beach party I can think of, unquote. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. But for all the beauty and bonhomie, it is the evening's first moments that hearken directly to the past. Whatever the uncertainty about an exact founding date for the club, the sole mission has remained clear. The Coconuts group was convened by a group of popular bachelors as a way to repay annually the invitations and kindnesses of Palm Beach's society matrons. By 1926, the Miami Daily Herald's coverage of what was then a costumed gathering held in March noted Caleb Bragg, the Yale-educated automobile and airplane daredevil, entrepreneur and lifelong bachelor, as being among the ball's leading founders. At some specified time before 1923, when the party was already being treated as the pinnacle of the social season, the current membership which includes Chief Coconut Alex Van Joule, David Koch, 
rumored to donate the fireworks display personally, Leonard Lauder, and financier Wilbur Ross, as well as Palm Beach Society fixtures from across the age spectrum, is comprised of men both married and single. But it hews exactly to the grand tradition of greeting all guests as they arrive at the door. A broad and very courtly gesture of thanks, not just to the hostesses, but to the community of attendees that makes Palm Beach what it is for these men. For the veteran journalist Lawrence Lemer, a resident and lover of the island and the author of Madness Under the Royal Palms, the coconut's adherence to its original spirit presents an intriguing measure of the changes that have surrounded the tradition. Quote, the social center of the town was always governed by women, by a matriarchy, he told me. And with women, even wealthy ones, so actively in the workplace or so active philanthropically, a good deal of that governance has broken down. Ladies are not lunching in the way they used to. Lemur himself isn't exactly charmed by the coconuts, but he does acknowledge its significance, the one that is arguably deepening. Quote, life in Palm Beach, as it is in most places, is less and less about class and more and more about money, he said. And also, I think it's fascinating that the party retains a social centrality, where that is breaking down so quickly elsewhere. But what's most striking about this party is that it is men who set the terms, and that an event controlled by them continues to constitute some social center of gravity. And so the circle goes. While male guests wear black dinner jackets, the coconuts themselves for many years wore a uniform of a white jacket with a red carnation boutonniere. When the hosts went to black jackets last year, allegedly, at the direction of Alex Van Jewel, the outcry, quite unattributed of course, made it all the way north to page six. But that tempest in a teacup is one of those little things that can obscure the skill and sensitivity the coconuts have always shown in keeping the gathering meaningful and alluring to the younger set. Tradition itself now holds that as midnight and the fireworks pass, the party opens to a second coconuts. While older generations depart for home, their children and grandchildren, as well as other invited younger revelers, are granted access to the flagler and continue the evening's festivities through a hearty wee-hour supper of bacon and eggs. And so it goes, onward all the way to the dawning of the new year over the Atlantic. When I spoke to members of the middle and younger sets, I was impressed, almost touched even, that they had fully internalized both the fear of banishment and the time-honored ethic of discretion, almost for its own sake. The coconuts would continue as it had in the past, with the party seen, or perhaps merely glimpsed in the city's shiny sheet, maybe in the New York Post, maybe in these pages. The happy tanned coconuts in their dinner jackets, whatever the color, a secret society in which membership is not a secret and their guests sailing through the dream of the flagler. But the party and its voices would continue to be heard almost nowhere, and certainly not publicly. 
the organization and its gathering were being granted the same respect and, indeed, the same protectiveness that they had been shown by the elders. But the messages were always the same. It's not like anything else. It's more like a family reunion. And finally, that ultimate measure, that ultimate accolade, it's really the only party that's fun. Again, big congratulations for the Coconuts celebrating their 100th year. Potentially, allegedly, again, a lot of different ideas about the origin story, but I'm pulling this from the Palm Beach Post, Shannon Donnelly reporting January 3rd of this year, 2023. The title of this piece, Palm Beach Society, Coconuts Throw 100th Anniversary New Year's Eve Party. For a century, the coconuts have thrown only one party a year. A really, really good one. So good that an invitation to join the lovely bunch is the most coveted ducat in town. And for this, it's centennial year, the 26 nuts decided to mark the occasion by doing, well, nothing different, except to shrink the guest list to meet the COVID protocol of the Flagler Museum venue. Hey, if it ain't broke. This event was called for at 10.30 p.m. and crowd control was strict, with numbered admission cards being checked twice, once on entering the valet area and a second time as the tickets were collected at the door. The usually long line waiting to navigate the receiving line was gone, a product of crowd shrink, no doubt, and guests sailed into Pavilion, which was decorated simply with colored uplighting and potted palms. It was more than enough for the most beautiful venue in town, no need to gild the Mary Lily. The best 90 minutes of the season included champagne and cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, and dancing to the Neil Smith Orchestra until it was time for the midnight countdown and 2022 disappeared. Once the last stanza of Old Lang Syne was sung, and does anybody really know more than one stanza, half the crowd headed home and the other half moved outside to mingle with the arriving junior set or as we like to call them, the designated drivers. The Coconut Centennial membership includes Chairman Alex Banjul and Honorary Chairman Rodney Dillard, as well as Kane Baker, Gerard Brownlow, Robert Evans, Alexander Griswold, John Grace, Bingo Goobelman, Daniel Hanley, Leonard Lauder, Troy Mashmeyer, William Matthews, Michael McCarty, Christopher Meager, George Merck, Blair Meyer, David Ober, Christopher Orthwine, Blakely Page, Harold Paul, Oliver Quinn, Codwell Colt Robinson, Wilbur Ross, Earl E.T. Smith Jr., Percy Steinhardt, and George Summers. And by centennial membership, we're talking about the group being 100 years old, not its members. For the most part, ends Shannon Donnelly reporting in from this year's The Coconuts from the Palm Beach Post. Oh, darlings, welcome to the Palm Beach Chronicles. We are going to be taking a wonderful journey this month. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for listening and for telling your friends your kind reviews, your emails, and your support on Patreon, too. You're just simply the best. 
For our Done and Done Patreon supporters, there is going to be a Not Done Yet episode this week coming out about one of the exclusive restaurants, nightclubs in Palm Beach called Taboo. Lots of storied history around there. Be sure to check in at patreon.com slash done and done for that. We will be coming back on Saturday with more of our Palm Beach Chronicles. Thanks again for everything. Until we meet again, friends, stay curious and keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at doneanddonepodcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.